0: Welcome back to the Strozzi Football Podcast. I'm Anthony McGuire, and on this week's podcast, Richard and I give you our biggest moments of 2020. We review two rounds of SPFL action that took place on Boxing Day and last Wednesday night, and we also pay tribute to the passing of the United legend Jim McLean, as well as previewing the Old from Derby, uh, which promises to be one for the ages as Celtic head to Ibrox. To try and claw back some of the sixteen-point deficit, Richards. How do we find you this hot, sweaty evening in Perth? W I was just going to say that it is.
1: I mean, it says twenty-three on the little thermometer in my room, but I don't think that's true. I reckon it's much, much hotter than that. But at least I'm not going to complain. It's minus two in
0: Glasgow, so it's all good. Yeah, some of the weather on some of those uh, matches I was watching, wowee, like, you know, trying to play, Boxing <laughs> play, play a Ooh. game of football there. Ooh, <laughs> I can see yeah. why they have a winter break. Um, where do we start? Well, I think I we'd say we're going to start with our, our moments of 2020. I mean, 2020, unprecedented is the word that's been used so many times, so many times, but I think there has been some moments this year which have a long time coming. Um and Richard, what's your first moment of 2020 that, that caught your eye? The first one I actually want to talk about is is a,
1: has a kind of Scottish relation, but um, it's actually an Englishman or a German. Um, being the manager of an English team who said it and it was Jurgen Klopp who said that um, if we're the champions with an asterisk then I'm very happy to accept that and I know that um, with all the machinations that go on in Scottish football we always like to kind of get deep down into our own controversies about, you know, how leagues are decided and how people are relegated. God bless your hearts. Um, but I do think that that actually has a resonance for Celtic and the whole nine in a row thing. Um, and and even though there were kind of bleatings from a couple of quarters about how it was not authentic, they were well ahead um, by that point in the season. And congratulations to them. So my first one is uh, Champions Asterisk.
0: Well, mine sort of follows in that similar sort of theme. the The lead up to that run from the start of twenty twenty was the reintroduction of Lee Griffiths coming back um, when they came back from Selke came back from Dubai and uh, from obviously Cash and mine back. Lee Griffiths had a, a lengthy spell away from the game due to mental illness. Um, I'll, you know, you think that the cutthroat nature of football. Um, Richard and I, both being healthcare professionals, we see people with mental health issues and and you can only imagine what it's like having the spotlight shone on you so brightly, having to sort of recover um, from that. And the fact that he came back absolutely fit and firing yeah. and was a big reason for why Celtic went on that unbeaten run uh, and, and really sort of sealed that nine in a row um. Championship. So, you know, that's my first sort of moment of 2020 because, you know, that, that was the, the the Lenny masterstroke, if you want to call it. And, um, you know, fair play to Celtic for sticking by the man because it would be very easy to kick someone to the curb and say, you know what, you know, we haven't got time for this. You know, we're a professional football club, but they, they gave him the time and, and it paid dividends and it, it won them nine in a row. So that's my first moment of 2020. Very good. Um,
1: uh, There's any number of Lee Griffiths jokes that we could go into there, but I'm not going to go that way. My second is uh, Scotland qualifying for a major tournament. I just think it was brilliant. Uh, I was at the airport, um, early doors. Those of you who heard that podcast, I was waxing lyrical about that brilliant night. And uh, you just had that kind of dreaded moment where you thought we're 1-0 up and there's two minutes to go and did manage to pluck a draw from the jaws of victory but went on to win on penalties and one of the best photo um, shop opportunities ever of seeing you know that the kind of Scottish players all kind of dashing from the halfway line with the caption it's a it's a special fish supper tonight
0: (laughs) well Richard that's uh, also my second moment of 2020 and I think if you're Scottish you'd be daft no to have that in your top three um what can you say? I mean, David Marshall's save, Ryan Christie's goal, you know, you say conceding in the last minutes and then, you know, managed to rally again. You know, it's a, it was just a, a typical Scottish performance, but this time we came out on top. We ended 22 years of heartache and we're going to the Euros next year. And um, it's something to look forward to. Hopefully, you know, the UK gets, and Europe gets COVID under control so we can have... Some semblance of um, a support there, but you know, I think the fact that we're we're even there—that's the important thing. And uh, yeah, that that is a is a a bit of a, a shining light in a what's been a rather dark year. And what's your what's your what's your third thought, Richard? So my third thought was: uh, I actually
1: about two weeks before everything all kind of closed down, I was actually in Scotland, and I went to a game where there were people and a crowd. And that is my other favourite memory, thought and recollection of 2020 and the joy that um, being in a football stadium. I, I never thought that I would kind of look back in a kind of nostalgic way. Uh, the thought of just being in a, a stadium with a bunch of your pals and uh, giving it a wildy. Uh Yeah, that was my other kind of favourite recollection. And I hope that that returns before very long because... A wee bit of the spirit of the game has been lost. It's been great to be able to watch it. It's been great to be able to talk about it. It's been great to know some of the stuff that goes on in the background, but there's nothing quite like actually being there and just getting that feeling inside the ground, even once in a wee while.
0: Yeah, I hear you, Richard. And and, and this was part of my thinking for the moments of 2020, where the, the only two games that I actually felt, you know, you had that, like butterflies in your stomach or you, you felt like the crowd say it didn't matter but it, it had meaning was the obviously scotland's game against serbia and then it had to be the um celtic cup final against hearts um you know the the, the seesaw of emotions in that game i, I went through the 12 stages of of, <laughs> of of emotion i i expressed them all at one point or another and i mean quadruple treble it will never be done again as far as i'm concerned we're not as long as we are alive and um it, you know it, it, it's, it's history and 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 the, the the final itself like i said if you're a neutral supporter i mean that that's up there with the the motherwood and united 1991 cup final i mean that, that you, can't, you you could not ask for much more than that in a cup final i mean you thought hearts were dead and buried they came back they made celty absolutely earn it and um and fair play and uh yeah that is my third and final moment of 2020 Very good. What a great balance.
1: So there's been football going on, even though it's been Christmas and all the rest. I hope you all had a lovely Christmas. Uh, We've obviously been watching hours upon hours of Scottish football. Well, well, maybe not quite as much as that, but um, anything that caught your eye, I think you saw the bulk of the games just before Christmas, and I saw most of the Boxing Day games. Tell me.
0: Well, you you, I, I will give you some thoughts, Richard. So Rangers, uh, 3-0 winners uh, up at St. Johnston. Um, I think it was typified by some sloppy Xander Clark uh, goalkeeping. Um, very, very loose for the first goal, which allowed Roof to latch on to a, a ricochet. And then the third goal, again, um, should have done should have done a lot better holding on to the shot. I have to say the second goal was, was, was particularly a, a better play. A rebo slipping in. Playing Kamara for actually his first lead goal for Rangers this season. So, yeah, I saw that nice uh, touch, nice finish. It, it was a nice, it was very, very smart finish. Uh, Mother will know Aberdeen, no. Uh, the less that's spoken about this game, the better. Dave, <laughs> Dave Curry on BBC went, Mother will know Aberdeen, no. Uh, one header to Curtis May in the first half at the crossbar, and that was it. And I, be- <laughs> and I believe that was it because there was nothing else in the highlights that I saw that said otherwise. So, I scratch my head at Aberdeen sometimes. I really think they've got more attack and threat. Than they let on. I, I don't know whether it's a a Derek McInnis trait where it's like set up not to lose, and if you can win it, great. If not, oh well. But I just think they they could do a lot more hedges. You, they, they switch they, off at weird times. Yeah. I, I always think they just
1: switch off at weird times. There's there's kind of teams that are kind of vaguely competitive with them, and then there are teams with whom they would regard as their peers, and then there are teams that are clearly not anywhere near as good as them and I think with Motherwell who as we've said a few times have been kind of flattering to deceive back and forward this season uh, that's just one of those teams that Aberdeen not going to go I'm ah, not quite sure you know, which which Aberdeen will we be today?
0: Yeah I mean I, I just I scratch my head I just think that like, they we haze and wide and I just think they, they could offer a lot more but I just sometimes think they either set up a little bit too defensively or the mindset's just not there to, to go out there and try and actually win the game it's more to control the game but not necessarily to, to win it. But anyway, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Livingston ran out to no winners away to Hamilton Ackies. Um, I've never seen uh, Brian Rice so despondent after in a post-match press conference. Nine players out, first-team players of his belief. He says, we just can't afford to lose that many players. Yeah. He was sounding really, really down. And Livy, for really dominant performance, Went close to an early header off Robertson after eight minutes. Alan Forrest helping lay it on to Jason Holt, who then set up John Guthrie at the back post to make it 1-0. And in a 90th minute sealer from Josh Mellon. very, very good free kick, top corner. Oh, the keeper wasn't saving that, made it 2-0. And uh, Livy March on, and that was the first match now from David Martindale as full-time manager. And that is now their best away return in three seasons. And we're only wow. halfway through the season, so that's... Wow. That's saying something. Um, um, uh, Dundee United, I did actually see it. So yes. it uh, <laughs> and the lesser spotted, Lauren
1: Shankland.
0: My gosh. I must admit, I really liked his goal. Um, yes, that actually tidy, remind, eh? It reminded yeah. everybody that he actually is a goal scorer and that's him breaking a nine-game nine duck so I mean you know who would have thought he'd have went nine games without scoring but I must admit it was a t- tidy piece of uh, work to, to finish yeah, want I, thought, work to do. I thought Mark yeah. McNulty's goal at 25 minutes was also a very very good piece of play and I think I really just signed by Dundee United um, the other thing I did see in the papers this week there's Ben Cedris, the goalkeeper we keep talking up there is some interest from a Russian club I'd rather say CST Moscow I think off the top of my head um, and another club in Europe also, I can't remember the name of Tom Head, but um, showing interest in the January window. So I think that the United will be doing very well to hold on to Ben Sadrist, who has been instrumental in uh, getting them to mid-table obscurity. Or, or shall we you say, always, you always need a
1: decent keeper, you, don't you? Yeah, yeah, they, look, yeah, they look almost safe already. Actually, United. Well, I, if
0: they, I must admit, they, you know, they need to, they need to try and hold on to him. But obviously, that will, be that might prove difficult. Uh, Their Hibs, central
1: defence is absolutely honking. <laughs> I'm just like you know, your man Conley spends more time shouting, pointing, anything sitting in his arse, actually, rather than playing football. And you know, sorry if that offended anyone, but yeah, he's just been uh, their central defence is a nightmare, and Seagrist has absolutely saved them. And we do reflect on the kind of this thing in the podcast about having a good keeper and all the rest of it. Just a word for you, Ben, if you're listening to this. Moscow's quite a bit colder than Dundee.
0: <laughs> Very good. Uh, Hibs won St. no 0. Uh, St. plucky Plucky, they, yeah, they, they they definitely gave Hibs a Hibs a run. Um, could have equalised early in the second half. Um, Nesbitt's finished to make it 1-0. Absolutely cheeky as. Dug it out of the ground to float it into the top corner, leaving Jack Alwright with no chance whatsoever. Um Hibs could have made it easy for themselves, scoring again to make it 2-0, but couldn't. Um and they haven't managed to hang in there for that one 0 win. But there is, you know, Hibs have had this bad habit of 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 you know making the chances but not actually sealing games and, and running out sort of mm. clear winners. But they did manage to get over the line there. But St. Martin, like I said, looking 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 looked looked okay in that performance. And that left Celtic to Ross County. Now it was John Hughes's first game in charge. He's got a bit of work to do. It has to be said. Um, I'm
1: saying that they're probably the best bass baritone manager on, in the league. Like you always notice uh, Yogi Hughes shouting, apart from his voice recognition from BBC, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that, that kind of booming voice high across the ground. It's quite remarkable.
0: So. I must admit, I've got a lot of time for big Yogi. And, um, you know, like I said, he's, he's got a bit of work to do. And he did say, I think he came out this week and said that he'll, he'll be in the transfer market in January for a few signings. Um, Keep an eye on Ross Stewart as well. See if they manage to hold on to him. Uh, From Pong, nice Maisie run. found Turnbull just clear, like nobody around him. Little tap in one nil, and then Griffiths with a tidy header in the second half. We bit into play there with Christy and Edward made it two 0 Looked rather comfortable for the champions. All right, Richard, so your, two,
1: your turn. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there we go. So, Boxing Day game. So, Ross County, I watched Ross County against St. Martin. Um, um Anik, the St. Martin keeper, absolutely incredible save. Probably one of the best saves from your own central defender to prevent an own goal early in that game. Uh, John Hughes's booming voice didn't stop uh, two Ross County players getting sent off, uh, Reid and Draper. Ah, both well, a wee bit harsh actually. Uh, from the ref, uh, who, whose name I, I cannot recollect, but he looks as though he's just out of school. Um, Ethan Erhallam really played up for St. Mirren for the second red card for Draper, but 2 uh, 0 for St. Myrna and a convincing one actually when they were there. Uh, Hamilton against Celtic, uh, Ismail Soro looking really good, Lee Griffith looking sharper again, Turnbull. A, b- a bit more balance about Celtic. Um, interesting to hear about the uh, interest from Milan for Odson-Edward. Uh, no Panenka this week from the penalty spot. Uh, a bit more straightforward. Nice sidestep from him for Griffiths to lay for the second goal. And uh, then Mullerwell, well, Dundee United... The Dundee United Central Defence, once again, where were they a couple of
0: times? Mullerwell, nice retro away strip, by the way. I oh, must admit, I quite I quite I quite liked it. I thought it was I thought that was a nice strip. Aye. Um Tony well, Watt did head it from Tony Watt, but yeah, you have to sort of say where was the where was the defense. Could have made it two or three. No, there a couple of good chances. Alan Campbell, another header went wide. And then um Nikki Clark stealing it late, make it one old draw. Mm second bite. Uh, actually it was quite funny because I was watching Tony watch
1: during that game and at one point he was gesturing for VAR. Careful what you wish for Tony. Uh, Rangers against Hibs. Rangers not playing their usual glossy football. Um, I-, I thought Hibs played very very well and you said this actually before um, we, you know we saw the game this week we're, we're chatting about it and you'd mentioned the fact that you know if Hibs take their chances... And they didn't, no, and they and didn't. it was really unfortunate. They had a couple of really good chances, and you know if they'd taken it, they'd been a much closer game. Mark First Boyle, time I've Mark,
0: seen a, cl- a yeah, Martin Boyle like he slid in, and you just think he would throw, you know, throw never that at me. He sort of like slid in, but he didn't. If you know what I mean, and it he, he just if he'd yeah. just a he went a bit harder, you know, connected, and it would have been it been one 0 Hibs, but. Paul getting off the line. Uh, the keeper, Barnes, who subbing in for uh, Marciano, a couple of really good saves on the line. One against Golson in the first half and then another one against Ballard in the second half. Kept, kept Hibbs in it. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Roof had all the time in the world to turn on the edge of the box and that was what led to the, the, the goal from Hadji. Um, so the defending just let them down just a wee bit there. But it was... Like you say, it wasn't a polished Rangers performance, but again, these are the results where you think if Celtic were doing this last season, you say, "Oh, that's a matter of champions," although they're not playing yeah, well. This exactly. have a result, and and yeah. Rangers did it, and you have to say that as a big step forward because that was a, a, a big test, and they've um they've they've passed it again, so they've come through it. I really like Joe but I know we were going to blathering on
1: about Ryan Kent early in the mm. season, and he's kind of kind of he's been a bit quieter. Um, but Joe Rabel just seems to be able to create space and time with how he uses his feet and, and just pick a pass. I think he's a really, really good footballer and I think that he is a huge asset for them at this point in the season. Um, Aberdeen St. Johnson, probably uh, one of Joe Lewis's uh, not so great moments in the Aberdeen goal for the for the. The, uh, opener from St. Johnson uh, Gordon embarrassing him with the ball bouncing in front of
0: him He's, had, <laughs> and a over few, his he's head. had a few shockers this season, Like he's had a few Like I don't think of a few occasions where he's sell the jerseys so I mean it's yeah. it's interesting because he's usually been that sort of stonewall for Aberdeen but um, Peterborough
1: United maybe timing out a second or two but anyway a penalty and uh, you know a bit of a protest I think it was completely fair enough but I don't think that you know um, Taylor could believe his luck actually some of this stuff really for for Aberdeen fairly straightforward good for um, uh, the big man Sam Crosgrove getting back on the score sheet again he's looking increasingly like he'll be a transfer target in the the window in January Um, and a fair red card I thought for Hendry I mean he was recklessly endangering an opponent that's the rule so I'm sorry even if you're thinking that you're attempting to get the ball if you're going to take somebody out and their legs with it it's a red card. Uh, the El Plástico, Classico, Killy versus Livy. Um, I, I've never seen somebody handle the ball with their left hip, but, uh, <laughs> but you heard it loud and clear on the on the actual, on the actual highlights. Chris Burt with a penalty for Kilmarnock. It looked like they were going to do fine. Uh, Livy scoring via route one from Jet. Um, so I was gutted this week to discover that not only is Jet not his real name and that he doesn't have kids called Jumbo or easy or executive, but his real name is J Emmanuel Thomas and he used to play for Arsenal. So there you go.
0: Wow. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. (laughs) (laughs) So you didn't, you're you're far too slow. It's it's it's, called Jumbo Jet and executive. It's it's saying that Arsenal aren't exactly traveling terribly well in the English Premier League at the moment. So maybe that was a step up for him. Wonderful roundup there, Richard. Thank you um, for taking right. us through the Boxing Day fixtures. Um, Jim, Jim McLean. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say a wee word about Jim. Um,
1: I remember Jim, and I met him actually once briefly, um, and I think I mentioned before we came on, as a, a 16-stroke 17-year-old um, at Dundee United, uh, one of my good school pals, a guy called John O'Neill, um, who ended up playing for Hibs and his, his most latter professional appearance that I can recall was his Scottish Cup final appearance for Gretna against Hearts uh, a few years ago. Um, Jim McLean, probably one of the greatest uh, managers in Scottish football, uh, a contemporary of Alex Ferguson at the time in Aberdeen, at a time in Aberdeen uh, often won the league. In fact, uh, it came up in our, our kind of trivia quiz over Christmas. Like who was the last? Who were the, who were the winners of the Scottish League in 1984, 85? It was Aberdeen? That's the last time anyone out with the old firm has won the Scottish League. It just shows you what a hegemony it's become. But uh, McLean won it with United in 82, 83. A time they were super exciting to watch. And not only that, they beat Barcelona.
0: Home in and away. Barcelona. Home and away.
1: Yeah. Home and away in the UEFA Cup quarter final. And I still remember, and I watched the goals and I remember almost as if it was the same time as watching it. And, and you got so excited as a kid, um, just seeing those goals again. It was absolutely a brilliant time. It was sad that they lost the final against Gothenburg. They were absolutely knackered, But um, he did something which I think a lot of people thought would just continue and and would be you know, I, I, the start of a dynasty, the start of a kind of succession of of important United teams, and so on and so forth. But of course, as time has shown, you know he was one of a kind, and he did something which was extremely difficult: fourteen successive seasons in Europe for uh, you know a provincial team. There are very, very few teams in Scotland who have or who, who will ever do that. Uh, so, Jim McLean, rest in peace, and and um, a great reflection on. How much it means to the United fans and fans of Scottish football the tributes that are outside Tanner
0: Dice this week? Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's definitely up there with your um, your Alex Ferguson and your Jock I think he's in the top three Scottish managers of of all time. And you know what he managed to achieve was just absolutely incredible, and the longevity of his career as well, Richard. I, I find that quite amazing, and it's just. It just shows you it's a bygone era where pre- managers are given time to actually build towards something. Um, I just don't think that some managers get the the chance these days. It's you know you, you're ten games without a win. That's you. You're you you're, you're, you're bulleted and you're done and and you're out the door sort of thing. So or um, Neil in two games without a win is it most? Well... You could include in your answer. Yeah, well I was thinking more uh yeah, Stuart Caterwells, but uh yes, but yeah. You know, um but anyway, but um but yeah, no, rest in peace, um Jim McLean. And uh yeah, there was some f- the tributes were flowing all week and very, very sounds like a very, very no nonsense individual, which, you know, um the game um sometimes benefits from. Couple of tasty games coming up this weekend. Oh, just a, just a, just a, just a couple. Um, I'll just I'll give you a wee preview of the uh, the Old from derby on the weekend. So Celtic are on their way to Ibrox to try and, like I said, at the start of the program, sort of claw back some of this deficit that they're uh, that they're up against or uh, currently find themselves in. Um, Celtic, I, I think Celtic need to win. Um, they they've got to go there with a mindset that they've got to try and get three points. If it ends up a draw, it's not completely the end of the world. But Rangers, I think, will take a draw quite comfortably in the position that they're in. So um, Celtic have the onus on them to try and attack the game, and I think that's the danger is that um, yeah, the, the Celtic have the possession, but Rangers hurt them on the counter attack. So I think Celtic need to look back to the 2019 two 0 win at Ibrox um so that was the game where um Edwards and then Johnny and Johnny Hayes late on made it 2-0 and Jordan Jones went mental and hacked down um the 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 uh, Moritz in and the and the bar on the 90th minute and got sent off so they need to try and basically pin rangers back and just try and hit them play play basically play in their half and and basically pin back Barr and Tavernier. Um, and hope that they obviously take their chances. And I hope that they do play with two up front. I hope that they do go with Griffiths and Edwards and, and have a go. And if it doesn't come off, so be it. But I think, you know, that's showing that Edward, when he's he's playing with Griffiths the last couple of games, it's it's made a difference to his game. It just gives him a bit more space. And it gives the defenders more than one person to worry about. Um, question marks around Scott Brown. So I think Sorrow will probably start. Um, McGregor and Turnbull in the midfield. Iron Taylor at fullback, provided that Julian Duffy are fit to play centre half um, if he doesn't go to up front he'll play Christy um, in a 4-4 four, 1-1 four, one, one. and then I think Rangers will line up um, injury qu- queries there around Scott Arfield who, who copped a knock um, on Boxing Day and Ryan Jack still injured with an, an ongoing knee injury so I think it will be McGregor Barisic, Goldson, Balladin and Tavernier and then you'll have Eribo, Davis and Kamara and then they'll be Hadji, Riff and Kent. And then that leaves Morelos and Eton um, and Barker on the bench. Um, I think a lot will bear on the, the games tonight. So I think this, the starting full uh, centre-half pair for Celtic tonight against the United um, will be the centre-half pairing that will, that will play against Rangers in the weekend. So I guess we'll see if Duffy and uh, Julianne are are completely fit because there's obviously injury concerns around them. I think that that's where
1: Rangers will target, to be honest. I think that they're going to identify that as a weakness quite early on. And, you know, I think that that's probably where they will be looking to ping balls at them. There have been so many unforced errors in Celtic's central defence all season. You know, a set piece um a, a a kind of a, a speculative ball down the middle. They haven't been handling them that well. I think that Celtic have done better with Chris Julian back. But you know, Rangers have, have capitalised Roof and Itton um are clinical and they've they've scored a lot of goals already this season. They won't need too much of a sniff.
0: Well I think Celtic one thing Celtic does need to do is eradicate the cheap free kicks that they give away in their own half they they've got a bad habit of just fouling for the sake of fouling when all they have to really do is jockey and 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 just slow the play down so if they do cough up cheap free kicks around the box i'd fully expect tavernier to make them pay for that so they're gonna have to be on their guard not to you know not to give away those set pieces because you know we've seen obviously what he can what tavernier can do this season he's been he's been lethal um Aside from that, I think Soro has to start. I know there's an injury card around um, Scott Brown and and maybe he is an impact sub, maybe if he is fit, but I think Soro has really breathed new life into the midfield and has, has sort of been a bit regenerative in terms of turning Celtic's fortunes around and I think he then allows uh, Callum McGregor to play a bit more freedom which has been a bit of a criticism that McGregor is basically playing alongside Brown against teams where do we really need to you know just Celtic really need two sitting midfielders so I just think that if Soro plays to his potential then I think that's a big key to sort of winning that midfield battle but um, it, look, it's going to be it's going to be epic. It's going to be a, a good way to end. Well, no, sorry, not end twenty twenty, but to start twenty twenty one. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a shame that obviously there's not been any fans in the stadium, but I think there'll be enough interest and enough. Uh, enough stress and anxiety in the living rooms of everybody around the country and around the world, for that matter. Yeah. Um, that it's well, I think be- that
1: Rangers Rangers have been showing good form for quite a protracted period, and Celtic are showing a, a good uptick in form, and it, that's what makes it more interesting from my perspective. I think that uh, you know Rangers have been have been by far, you know, the best team I mean, so that's evidenced by their league position and, and their goal difference, I think this is probably quite a tasty one. Uh, the prelude to that is this evening uh, in Scotland. We're already at this evening in Perth and the games would be over if they we were in Perth. So we see the future. But in fact, we haven't seen the future because we can't tell you what the scores were. Celtic against Dundee United playing this evening.
0: Well, Celtics just have to win. As simple as that. If Celtics don't win tonight, then they the basically all form games null and void. As far as I'm concerned, so they're they're going to have to get a win. They will get a win. I'm not saying yeah. it'll be pretty, but they will they will do the business because they know that they've got to go into Ibrox on Saturday with a with a win under their belt. So. Celtic. Expect Dundee United's um, central attack
1: to be a complete pain in the tonsils for the aforementioned central defence for Celtic, but equally, I think at the other end, um, the defensive sieve means that Celtic are likely to score at least one more goal. St Johnston Hamilton he's not yet another six pointer.
0: Yeah, I I I, I can't see past St Johnston to be honest at the moment. Hamilton have got injuries; they're not coming back anytime soon. Um, don't seem to have any answers at the moment. So, and, and on the back of three 0 loss to Celtic. I'm um, St Johnson
1: uh, St Myrne against Rangers I view this as a bit of a banana skin, Rangers may just have half an eye on the weekend I'm, I'm sure Stevie G will be trying to keep them focused on this game, they have that comfort of the cushion, St Martin going very well though and, uh, and bloodied Rangers nose in the cup not long ago,
0: I fancy this might be a draw yeah, well, I, I just think Rangers won't let their guard down given what happened the last time. So I think there'll be a little bit of retribution to pay. And like well, you say there is an eye on the the Celtic game on the weekend. I think Rangers will do the business tonight because again they don't want to be going into the weekend with a um, you know dropping points. So I think that it, I don't I, I don't necessarily think it'll be an easy game, but I, I think the Rangers will get across the line. Uh, Livy playing Aberdeen at the Tony Macaroni Arena. I'm ready to go draw. I just, I just, this has draw written all over it. Uh, Hibs are playing Ross County. Ah, uh, poor, poor, uh, Yogi Hughes. I don't see any results coming tonight. So same change. Yeah.
1: Such a hard beginning, isn't it? it like is. Sackier manager and by the bay, uh, that game might not be on because Livy's. Uh, Livy's. Oh, sorry. I beg your pardon. It's Livy's after that Livy, There's pitch inspections going. Who would have known that a plastic pitch you couldn't play a game? Um, but uh, yeah, the lineups actually just being announced as we chat to you now. Motherwell playing Kilmarnock. <sighs> which Kilmarnock, this this could be the next managerial casualty. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, and it should be said that there was a horrible letter sent to Kilmanic, um racist remarks made against um, Alex Dyer and the club came out very quickly to condemn it. Uh, and, you know, there's no space for, for racism in football. Um, it's totally not on. Uh, so I, I hope it does turn around for Alex Dyer. He seems like one of football's good guys, but they need to start p- Producing some performances, they've just they've slipped off a cliff at the moment. And saying that, I, I still think Mother will have enough to get the get the three points tonight because they are under a bit of pressure themselves. And again, this is one of the ones where they're on equal points, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Mother will get the get the win. Yeah, jolly good. So Aberdeen playing Dundee United on Saturday
1: the second of January. What's your thoughts? I would like to see United win, but I think it'll be... I actually think this will be quite an interesting game. Um, But I do think that Aberdeen have got a little bit more up front. And again, it comes back to the United Central defence, which turn up on the day or not, depending on how much pointing and finger-waving there is. Uh, They've got a real problem with tracking from midfield. Aberdeen have got a super midfield.
0: 2-1 Aberdeen. I'm going to go two each, actually. Maybe a little bit more bold. Um, I just think that... um, you know, Shanklin and McNulty, or maybe straighten up a bit of a partnership. And we'll see. We'll see. But I, 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 I think. I, I think, I, I think too see, see
1: if you shave McNulty. I reckon he's a ringer for um, David, um, not David Dodds. Um, oh, God, that's really bad. The guy Dundee played for Dundee Rangers. Da, 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 yeah. Um, Doddsy. What's his first oh, name? Um, Billy. Yes, thank you very much, God. See, I want to see. I've been thinking about Dundee United all week, David Dodds, but no, it's Billy Dodds who did play for Dundee United as well. I'm well, I, just I was actually everybody. thinking that
0: we, we need to do football doppelgangers, and I've got my doppelganger, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. But we'll have, <laughs> <we'll>, uh, <laughs> I think we'll, I yeah. think that's something that me and you need to work on in the social media yeah, front. Good. And at this point, I will just mention that you know you can obviously reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Strozzi Football Podcast. And um, also on all the major podcasting channels: uh, Podbean, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Sorry, Richard, do your thunder there. You oh, no, you're all good. No, that's fine. We've we've done the A80
1: Derby, so that. we can
0: do the A725 Derby. Hamilton against Mullerbo. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm going. I'm ready to say it's going to be the start of Hamilton's turnaround. It's going to be a draw. It's not going to be a win for Hamilton, but they're going to they're going to sneak a draw. And this is going to be the, the 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 little bit of the bit between the teeth and Hamilton on their quest to survive yet another season. That's your Cup and bust already. The M8 Derby Hibs against Levy. Oh, I actually, think it's, I think this is going to be the, the, the game that Livingston drop points. I think I think Hibs are going to uh, Hibs will do it Easter Road, but we will see. Strangers. Another plastical classical Kelly versus St. Myrne, the A77 Derby. Oh, I'm I'm really sticking the knife into Kelly here, but St. Mern are looking pretty good at the moment. And whether they get a result against Rangers or not, I'm gonna take them this time to yeah, get three points against Kelly at Rugby Park.
1: Alex Dyer may be reading his books at that point. Uh, Ross County versus St. Johnson, which is probably the furthest away derby. The A9 kind of taking a few other routes derby beyond Inverness up to Dingwall. Uh, I, I think that's I the- fancy I actually fancy Ross County to pick up the I first points. This really might be Yogi's say, first uh, points.
0: Oh, uh, you read my mind. I was just trying to say this is probably Ross County's first chance at maybe taking three points and you know what? For Yogi, I hope that's the case. Sorry St. Johnson fans. Oh, good. So, uh, Rangers and Celtic, we've got enough of both camps listening
1: to this thing to be able to upset both of them equally. So, I'm going to take Rangers one, Celtic one.
0: There we go. Oh, I'm two one Celtic. Don't ask me why. Because, Don't ask me because, because why. they have to. Because, because, they, because they have, they have to. to, and because yeah, just because. Um, And it, it, at this point, I will just do a wee shout out to my uncle Owen who figured out this week how to listen to a podcast happy birthday uncle um i hope um you're celebrating well i know things at times are tough and Scotland at the moment and lockdown and everything but happy birthday from over in australia and Good uh, on you Anthony yep. Yeah, that, that's
1: the way we're uh, we're friends of friends in this podcast if the league closed today Rangers would be champions 56 points there top of the league with a goal difference of 49 Celtic second Aberdeen in third place for the Europa qualifying along with Hibernian mid-table obscurity for United Livingston St Mirren and Killy Motherwell just above the drop zone St Johnson uh, Kilmarnock, Muller, and George, Nolan, 10.17, Hamilton, 14 points, A quick words about the forfeits, Motherwell losing six points and dropping several places, um, we'll see what the outcome of the appeals are, who knows what will happen, but let's face it, teams have been relegated for less uh, and Ross County adrift at the bottom on 13 points Um, I'd like to take this opportunity to wish you all a happy new year. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your feedback. It's been really lovely talking to you. We're going to blather a bit more about Scottish football. I know we blathered a bit more tonight than usual, but that's because we were telling you about all the good things that we'd thought about in this year. Um, I do hope, wherever you are in the world, that you stay safe and uh, that COVID will pass, and it will pass, and we'll be able to get back to a game soon. And hopefully we'll be sitting back together with a beer or something and watching the football before very long. Antonio.
0: Happy New Year, everybody, and let's just hope that 2021 is a lot brighter than 2020 has been. So with that in mind, take care, Happy New Year, and we'll speak to you again next week on another edition of the Strozzi Football Podcast. All the best. Cheers.